let's begin in Isaiah chapter 9. Isaiah chapter 9. We're, Isaiah prophesied of the Savior to come in Isaiah 700 years before Jesus was ever uh, born, before he appeared, born in, is a, uh, in the natural sense, of course. But, uh, you know, Jesus, you realize he's always been and, uh, and always will be, but uh, yet he humbled himself. And for this season of time, uh, he became a man, limited himself to a human body. Now, he's a man for all time now, but he's the God-man. He is God manifest in the flesh. So Isaiah prophesied of him. And Isaiah 9, verse 6, he says, Unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And the government will be upon his shoulder. And his name, his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God. Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Well, I want to talk about the mighty name of Jesus this morning. Uh, I feel like the Holy Spirit's been dealing with me now for a while, uh, just in my own personal life. And then, of course, when that happens, sometimes it translates over into everybody else's life, <laughs> from at least here at Harvest. But uh, uh, And that's usually by divine design. But... Uh, uh, because the Lord has quickened me that I feel to, we need to get a, uh, reinforce this revelation in the, in the time we're in, but also in the days yet to come. <clears throat> uh, reinforce this revelation of the authority that's in the name of Jesus for the church. And, uh, and, and this is something very important. It's something that we don't need to minimize. Uh, and that's the wonder and, and glory and might and power of the name of Jesus. Um, you know, in Matthew chapter 1, verse 18, of course, this is when uh, the angel appeared to Mary. And the, now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. <clears throat> but, but while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. Now the next verse, 21. And she shall bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. For he will save his people from their sins. You'll call his name Jesus. So Jesus is, is there's something special. There's, it's the most special name in the universe. The, the, the name of the Son of God. The name of the one who became flesh and dwelt among us. And it was declared what his name would be. Amen. Joseph and Mary didn't name him. <laughs> This is the name given him from heaven. And so this name, there's something special. There's salvation, he says, in this name. This name, uh, his name, uh, Jesus, he's the one that's going to save people from their sins. You know, in Acts chapter 4, verse, verse 12, here at the, this man that was healed, you know, there was uh, the name uh, of Jesus. We're going to look at that in a moment from Acts 3. But... Uh, but here's Peter defending that name. He says, there's, 
nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. See, salvation is in that name. Now, that word salvation, the Greek, sozo, it's it's the all-inclusive word of the New Testament. When it comes to redemption, it means salvation, it means healing, it means deliverance, it means freedom, it means victory. And and this is all, uh, comes under the category of the name, the name of Jesus. Now, in verse 10, let's go back a couple of verses. Because I want you to see something here. Let it be known, Peter, again, still uh, talking about uh, Jesus, talking about this miracle that had occurred in Acts 3 in the name of Jesus that we're going to look at. So to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified and whom God raised from the dead by him. Notice he mentions the name, then he mentions him. He said, by the name of Jesus, by him. This man stands here before you whole. Talking about the man, the la- the the man who was lame in uh, in uh, chapter three that we're going to look at in here. But uh, I want you to see this first. When we talk about the name, we're talking about him. The Bible, the New Covenant, the New Testament here associates the power of the name as the power of Christ. That the sa- the name represents the man. You can't really separate them. And that's good news for you and me. Praise the Lord. Because all he has, all he is, is in his name. Praise God forevermore. And that name, as we're going to see, has been given to us. In fact, we're named with his name. <laughs> Ephesians chapter 3, verse, uh, verses 14 and 15. It says, for this reason, Paul said, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. We're, all, we're, we're part of the family on earth right now. We have this family in heaven. But the Bible says we're all named with his name. It means we're in his name. His name. We're in Christ. We've been, we're in him. And, and that name is for the church. They're connected. We're in him, so we're in the name, in that mighty name. You know, it's like with a, with a, a wife, you know, uh, when she takes the name of her husband, in, you know, in most societies, uh, that's the case. Well, when, when she takes his name, she also t- takes his assets, what his, what his what his worth is, net worth, or whatever, she comes into that, right? And it's in, she has that name. And, and I found out my wife knows how to use my name. <laughs> and thank God she does. I mean, you know, she's the one that does a lot, a lot, of, in, a lot in the financial realm in our, in our family. So uh, thank God she makes use of my name because I get benefits from it, you know. I'm thankful she does. Don't look, so don't look at me in that funny face right there. That's, that's a good thing. Okay, I redeem myself. Good. <laughs> Praise God. But any smart wife knows how to take advantage of their husband's name. <laughs> Amen. Acts chapter 3. Let's look at this now, this miracle of this man at the gate. 
Verse 1, Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. Verse 2, and a certain man lame, lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. Who seeing Peter and John go up, about to go into the temple, he asked an alms of them. He asked for a gift. Peter fastened his eyes upon him with John and said, look on us. And he gave heed to them, expecting to receive something of them. He was expecting a financial gift, you know. And, uh, but he says, Peter says, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. How many know Peter gave him what he needed? <laughs> Not what he thought he needed. <laughs> he gave him what he really needed right here. <clears throat> In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand, lifted him up. Immediately, his feet and ankle bones received strength. Verse 8, he leaping stood up, walked, and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. See, Peter said, I have something. He had the name. He had the name. That's what he used, wasn't it? He had the name. And he exercised authority in the name of Jesus and commanded this man to get up and walk. Praise God. Now, this is not just a good story in the Bible just so we can say, oh, isn't that sweet and wonderful, and then go live the rest of our lives without even any consciousness of what this is all about and how it relates to us. See, we need to get revelation of this. Hebrews chapter 1, we'll, come, we'll refer back to this here in a moment again, but Hebrews chapter 1, Let's begin in verse 1 here. Put that up if you would. God, who at various times in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by his son, who he appointed heir of all things. Did you know that the Bible says in Romans, though, that you and I are heirs, heirs with him, joint heirs with Jesus? See, we need to start, we need to be able to relate scripture to where we are and who we are and what what is now true about us? That's why you have to, you know, sometimes weigh scripture with other scripture and so that we understand some things. So yes, it's good to talk about the fact he's the heir of all things, but who's the heir with him? Join heirs with him. To whom also he made the worlds, verse three, who being in the brightness of his glory, the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power when he had himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. Did you know you and I have been seated with him? (laughs) Having become so much better than the angels. Verse 4 says, As he has by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. Jesus inherited the more excellent name. He inherited this name. Amen. So this is, again, this is something we need to recognize. Jesus got his name by inheritance. He got, he got his inheritance from the Father. Now, Philippians chapter 2. Let's read on here a couple of things. Philippians 2 verse 9. We know that Jesus, you know, he went to the cross uh, and, and therefore God also highly exalted him and gave him the name. The name, gave him the name, which is above every name. 
<laughs> that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. Every knee should bow. Amen. Of those in heaven, those on earth, and those under the earth. You know, the King James says things in heaven. Actually, that's beings. Because beings are what bow their knee, right? Beings in heaven. Beings on earth. That means all, all, and beings under the earth. Any being, angelic, human, demonic. Every being. Bows the knee. You know, every, every knee is going to bow. Thank God. Thank God. Those that think, that, that think you know, I, well, I'm not going to bow now. Well, you will bow. <laughs> the, the, the key would be to go ahead and bow now. That's going to bless your life now and for eternity. But those that try to wait <laughs> and, and, and then it becomes too late... Because they didn't bow their knee in this life, they're going to have to bow their knee at the judgment, but it's not going to be good for them. So it pays to bow the knee now. But every knee is going to bow. Why? Because that name, that name is above every name. God gave him a name. And really the name of Jesus meant, meant more actually after the resurrection than it did at the time of his birth. In one sense, you understand, that all works together, but, but you know, I think we'll see that, and we're going to see that further as we go here. But people have great names in our society for, for some of the similar reasons. Some inherit a great name, don't they? You know, at least great name from the worldly standpoint. You know, you got your names of history, Rockefeller, Rothschilds, all these names of people, Vanderbilts, all these names, even in our country, uh, Kennedys, you know, they, 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 they carry a certain prestige and have a, and, and often re- just refer to, when you hear that name, you think of great wealth. And so there are people born into those names, inherited names. Also, people have their names conferred, have names conferred upon them. <clears throat> you know, over, over in England, they have, they confer knights, you know. And, and, and so people are conferred, uh, they're of different titles they get. Uh, and so they have these names conferred upon them. Uh, but also people that receive great names because of achievements or conquest. That's how some people get a great name. They've, in, in different arenas, whether it's in the business world or sports world or whatever, they're, they're known for their conquests, their victories, their achievements, so they, they, what? they get a great name that way. But Jesus got his name through inheritance. It was given to him or conferred upon him, as the Bible reveals, but also Jesus got his name through conquest. The Bible says in Colossians that Jesus spoiled principalities and powers. When he went to the cross and was raised from the dead, he defeated Satan, stripped him of all his authority. And then Jesus was raised, and that's why he could declare in Matthew 28. Go ahead and put Matthew 28, 18 up there. Matthew 28. It was after Jesus rose from the dead, uh, Jesus came and spoke to them saying, All authority. You know, this was, this was a new development here. 
We know Jesus had authority in heaven with the Father, but then Jesus humbled himself, came to earth as a man, took man's place as a substitute in death, bore man's sin, then he was raised up from the dead, triumphant, defeated Satan, spoiled him in the realm of the damned, defeated him in every way, defeated Satan and all of his cohorts, all of his power that has any influence over you and me. Then he rose from the dead and he had a declaration to make right before he left and ascended into heaven. He said, all authority. He's the one that rose with the keys of hell and death, Revelation tells us. All authority has been given unto me in heaven and on earth. Praise God. Praise God. But see, he didn't, he didn't stop there and say, now, okay, guys, I'm gone. Y'all have a great life, if you can. <laughs> no, he turned around and he said, now you go. You go, therefore. He, he started delegating. And this, this is part of that delegation here in Matthew 28. He tells them to go make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Others get people born again, get them into the kingdom of God. And then teaching them the word of God, all these things I've commanded you. Now, we also have Mark chapter 16, which is part of that commission. Mark includes more of the commission here. So go to Mark 16, verse 15. Jesus said to them, go into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. He who does not believe will be condemned. Verse 17, and these signs will follow those that believe in my name. How many of we need to be believing in the name? You could just keep going on because there's no, there's no parentheses and you know, no semicolon or colons in the, in the Greek. It's just those that believe in my name, you could say that. What are they going to do? They're going to take authority over the devil. Cast out demons, or you could say take authority over the devil. Speak with new tongues. If, even if they, uh, they'll take up serpents. If they, now, it doesn't mean snake ha- being a snake handling church. It means like what happened to the apostle Paul when he accidentally had a viper bite him at the end of the book of Acts, you know, and everybody waited around for him to die and he shook it off into the fire. That's any deadly thing that could destroy your life. Did you know you have authority over that in the name of Jesus? If they drink any deadly thing, it will, it will by no means hurt them. Brother Hagin shared one time about <clears throat> a, a group of, of people he knew, uh, Spirit-filled, they're having a little camp, camp meeting where all the people came and stayed for a week in, in, East, oh, in West Texas, uh, a town out there. And, uh, and he, this was, you know, back in the, back in the forties or so, 1940s or so. And he, uh, he was, he knew several of the people involved, knew some of the ministers that were there conducting the meeting. And he said, uh, all of a sudden, because people were, uh, they, you know, using the, food, but they were also, they were staying, had a little hotel there and people were, some people were staying in the hotel and using some of the facilities there. Well, somebody, uh, somehow someone had, uh, gotten a hold of the water supply that the people were using there and poisoned it because they found out this was a group of Pentecostals, you know, and they wanted to, they, they just want, there was just a demonic attack. Well, see somebody, people started getting sick. And, uh, and, and a man, and one of the ministers, the Lord gave him a word of wisdom and said, check the water supply. Somebody's poisoned it. 
And so they, they recognized that, but then they had all the people come into the, <clears throat> come into the area, you know, where they had the meetings and they, all the people that had uh, gotten sick and they, and they just, they prayed for them in the name of Jesus that none of this would, they, they didn't have a hospital anywhere nearby anyway. And, uh, and they found out late, they prayed for them in the name of Jesus and everybody got well. Not one person died. And when they checked the water supply later and the, and the authorities were able to check the, the, the water and the poison in, they said there was enough poison in that amount of water to, to kill a battalion of soldiers. But not one person died. See, they took authority in the name of Jesus. They'll lay hands on the sick and they will recover. They'll lay hands on the sick and they will recover in the name of Jesus. See, we're, as the church, we need to be taking these signs to this generation. Taking authority over the devil. Laying hands on the sick. Amen. We have a, we, we cannot just lay aside this responsibility. We have a responsibility. It's a privilege, but it's also a responsibility. I feel like the Holy Spirit just quickened these things to me. That we need to emphasize the authority of the church and especially the authority in the name of Jesus in this, and we're going to need to do more of it as, as, as we get going here. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. Because the church needs to be demonstrating with signs and wonders. Amen. Because the, the, we're continuing the ministry of Jesus. Jesus is the one that said, the works I do, you're going to do also. And even greater. Didn't he say that in John 14? Absolutely. Hallelujah. All the power, all the authority that is in Jesus is invested in his name. All the power, all the authority that's in Jesus that God gave to him when he raised him from the dead, set him at his own right hand, Above and gave him a name above every name, all that authority, all that power. Jesus said, all, all authority and power has been given unto me. It's been put in his name. Same authority, same power. Hallelujah. All he did, all he accomplished, his, his, his full victory and conquest over the enemy, all that victory and authority is in his name. It's a mighty name. It's the mighty name. It's the name of the universe (laughs) that carries the weight and authority of heaven. It has all of deity behind it. See, we need to, if you want to know how powerful a name is, you see what's behind the name. What's backing the name. Well, deity is backing the name. And you and I as believers have been given the power power of attorney, you could say. The power of attorney to use that name in prayer. Use that name against the enemy. 
Hallelujah. What's power of attorney? It means you're an agent for someone who has great resources or, 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 or enough resources that they need someone to, to take their place and can take their place and use and write a check in their name. John chapter 16. John chapter 16. Glory be to God. Praise the name of Jesus. We have authority. Verse 23, John 16, 23. Jesus said in that day, you'll ask me nothing. Most assuredly, I say unto you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. Does that need too much explaining? <laughs> we, don't need to, we don't need to throw in but, you know, uh, <laughs> We need to be careful about that when Jesus makes something so clear and distinct. Now we know things, we know that other scripture reveals we need to be praying in line with his word and his will. We need to abide in him, his word abides in us. So uh, no, you're not, you, you don't need to be out there asking for things that are foolish. You know, you don't need to be asked. You know, I had a guy one time come up to me and ask me, this was years ago at another church when I was serving in a church when I was younger, he, uh, and I was the head of a Bible, uh, of a, of a, like a, a school of Bible, Sunday school class. And he, he came up to me, he said, uh, I'd like for you to agree with me that, uh, this, this guy, this certain lady he had in his mind would, uh, and he mentioned her would be, uh, would, would become his wife. Well, for one thing, she was married to somebody else. And, uh, I, you know, it doesn't matter how much you try to use the name in that, the name of Jesus, you ain't going to get that other guy's wife because that's outside the will of God. That's called coveting another man's wife, <laughs> which means you're in sin, which means you're in violation of the word. So if you're in violation of the word, you, and that's an extreme case, I know, but we, need to, uh, but we don't need to be doing anything in violation of the word. We, so I think that it's understood here we're talking about things in line with what is on deposit in heaven. You know, you have new covenant rights, new covenant benefits, new covenant blessings that have been placed on deposit for you. And those are the things you have a right to ask for. And the name of Jesus is, is what gives you, it's the legal name that gives you access to all that's been put on deposit in heaven for you as a joint heir with Christ. Everything Jesus accomplished, everything he purchased in redemption, everything he went to the cross for for you, made sin, made sick, made poor, all these things, so that you could have God's blessings in this life. All those things you can access in prayer in the name of Jesus. You see, the name gives you that authority. The name is what carries the weight in heaven. And you can ask the Father. This is talking about prayer here. Praying to the Father in the name of Jesus. He'll give it to you. Verse 24, notice this as well. Let me add this. Uh, verse 24, until now you've asked nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. How many of God wants your joy full? You realize if you're asking for things, and you're not receiving those things, those answers to prayer, your joy is not going to be full. God knows that, and that's why Jesus, see, Jesus wants your joyful. God wants you getting results in your prayer life. 
walking with God, receiving from God, enjoying the things Jesus paid the price for you to have. He wants that for your life. But he needs us to do our part. He needs us to ask. He needs us asking in the authority of the name of Jesus, which grants us access to all of heaven's blessings and resources. Praise God. Hallelujah. See, no, again, so many people don't realize what's behind that name. What's, uh, why we have a right to this. Because Jesus received that, he, that name was conferred upon him. It was bequeathed upon him. It was uh, it is something he conquered to achieve the name which is above every name. It's the mighty name. That name is mighty because of things that we can access from the use of that name in prayer. So we need to know what's on, what's on deposit, what's behind that name. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, most, most Christians, they live in this realm where they just think, well, all I, all I really have is forgiveness of sins. And thank God for forgiveness of sins. And thank God you're going to get to go to heaven because you received Jesus. That's the most important thing. But heaven, we don't need to stop at that door. I mean, Jesus reveals some marvelous, I mean, he just, these marvelous promises. This is the word from the mouth of the master. He gave us a, he gave, basically gave us an unsigned check on the resources of heaven that he bought and paid for you to have. But he says, you got to do your part. It's not just going to fall on you like ripe cherries off a tree. He needs us to do our part. He needs us to ask the Father in the name of Jesus. Because that's the access code. <laughs> that, that's, see, that, that's what opens it all up. Is realizing we have a name that's above every name that accesses all of heaven's blessings in our life. See, Jesus wants us operating in the authority he walked in when he was on the earth, you know, remember one time Jesus said, father, I thank you that you hear my prayer always. Would you realize when you use his name, it's as though the father's hearing Jesus again. He gave you that authority. He gave you that access. He gave you that standing. He gave you that position to be able to use his name. And this is though now Jesus is turning to the father and saying, all right, father, it's just like me praying now. When we use that name, and if the Father heard Jesus' prayer always, he'll he'll hear yours. Are we going to believe the Bible or not? See, there's so much religious stuff out there. I've heard it all my life. Well, God might just tell you no. God, you know, if if you don't get an answer to prayer, you, you, you you just have to just give God praise anyway. No, that means your joy hadn't been made full. And God doesn't want that. And that's religion anyway. That's not, that's not John 16, 23 and 24. You got to go back to the word. What did Jesus say about praying to the father? He said, you use my name. It's just like me standing in and praying for you. Hallelujah. See, we need the revelation is because Jesus walked in dominion. He walked in Adam's dominion. That's why when Jesus said, peace be still, 
the, the wind and the waves, they, they got still. He walked in that kind of dominion and he turns around and says, now I want you walking in my authority as well and dominion. He delegated it to us. Glory to God. He doesn't, see, Jesus does not want you un, being ruled over by things you should have dominion over. That's true for all of us. He doesn't want anything ruling over you that he's given you dominion over, that you should be ruling over. And that's why he's given us this name so that we can rule over these things. We can rule over circumstances that are contrary to God's word in our life. He wants our joy made full. He wants us getting answers to things where we need, when circumstances need to turn around. He wants them turning around for you. He just needs us taking our place in the name. Realizing what a mighty name we've been given. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I mean, angels respond to that name. You know, David said to Goliath, you know, in 1 Samuel 17, 45, he said, I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts. I come to you in the name of the Lord of what? Of hosts. See, the angelic host are behind the name. Angels. And listen, I know this personally. I mean, my, my wife and I have shared this at some time before, you know, my when my wife and I, we, Julia was a little was a little baby, and we were traveling home from Oklahoma uh, on a you know trip back to Montgomery here to see family during the holiday time, and and uh, and she had her in the back in the car seat, but we're on a back Alabama road, you know, we didn't have all the interstate we have now at that time like we do now, but uh, I forget what what highway we were on or whatever, and it was dark. And it was just a two, you know, a little two lane road or whatever. And, and, uh, but, but there was nobody out here. Nobody, you know, you couldn't see anybody. And, uh, and so she needed to change her diaper, I think it was. And, and, and so we brought, you know, Fredna brought Julia up between us there, you know, between where our seats and was just changing her diaper for a moment. And I, I think I'd looked down for just a moment and I looked up and all of a sudden there is, we had this small, like a little Toyota Tercel, I think at that time. And, uh, and I, all of a sudden I look on the road and in my lights, I'd say 40 feet away or so, or something like that. It was, but it was a deer that was taller than our car. Had the antlers out here. I mean, it was a big boy. And, and here's Julia and, and my mind also, but thing is, thank God, something, it, it came up out of my spirit. And all I said was Jesus. I didn't have time to say in the name of Jesus. <laughs> but I said it because I knew I had to have that help right now. And that's the only name I knew that could give me the help. I just thank God. I knew the name. I don't know what could have happened otherwise. Because and here, the thing is, here's what happened. God is my witness. I ain't lying. Because if you're lying, you're going to be frying. I tell you what, no, I, I ain't lying. <laughs> Revelation says all liars have their part in the lake of fire. I ain't going there. <laughs> God is my witness. I'm sitting here, and after I said the name Jesus, all of a sudden it was like something got behind that deer. 
because he kind of squeezed up almost like an accordion a little bit. His, his backside came, started moving, and his front leg stayed right there for a moment. But it's like his back, his back legs got into a launch position. And all of a sudden, I mean, by the time we got right up on it, because I couldn't just jerk it because I knew I had a daughter, baby right there. I couldn't just jerk off the road and flip the car or whatever. I was either going to just hit the thing or, you know, if, if something didn't happen. But, but, I mean, all of a sudden, that thing, it was like it was shoved from behind. And it just lifted off, <laughs> off the road. But it was so close, I can, I can verify that because he, had so, he left some remains on the front of our car. It shocked him so bad, too, I think, that angel. <laughs> he emptied, emptied him out right there. <laughs> but to this day, I believe that was, I mean, I saw it in one sense. I didn't see the angel, but it was like, it was like an angelic force pushing him right out of the way. We just kept going right on down the road. Now, we did get it back in their seat pretty quick after that. Thank God. See, the angels respond. Every name, I mean, every being has to respond. Heaven stands at attention at the name of Jesus. You know, that's one reason why we don't need to be casual or flippant about that name. I've learned that. I just don't, I don't just slightly use the name of Jesus. We shouldn't be using it unless we're planning on also releasing faith in it. Or we can, now don't get me wrong, we can worship that name, we magnify that name, we talk about that name and when we, you know, when we share about the word of God, we, we use his name uh, in, in teaching and preaching and all and just sharing with one another, and, but we magnify that name. But I'm talking about when it comes to, uh, don't get in the habit of using it flippantly when you, uh, and, and certainly when I hear that name used in cursing, it just grieves my spirit every time. I can't, you know, I, I'm like, how can you do that? Don't you understand? There's power in that name. I think the devil likes to try to get people, inspires people to do that. To, how that started was to kind of, as a slam against Jesus, to use that name in, in the opposite way. Because the devil knows the authority in that name. Hallelujah. So we need to, when we use that name, we need to use it to release faith in that name, especially in the area of prayer, in the name of, or, or using it to even as a command. Because let's look at John chapter 14, again, verse 13 here. John 14, because we talked about the name in prayer here. Notice there's another way, and this is, this is what Peter did in Acts 3. Verse 13 of, of John 14, whatever you ask, and that word ask, if you look it up, study it out, it actually means, it, it is more, the better meaning is demand or require. It also means to call for. Whatever you demand. So it's not talking about prayer here like John 16. Jesus is talking about demanding. Not, not demanding of God. We don't demand anything of God. But it means you demand of whatever is in your way that's contrary to the will of God. Like what Peter did with that man at the gate, beautiful. He said, in the name, rise up and walk. In the name of Jesus. He wasn't, at, he wasn't praying right there. He was demanding in the name that that man be healed, that that disease has to leave his body. Are we getting this? 
I know you don't always get something out of one message, you know, but the, you know, this is something that we need to be, these things are so powerful that we have to be careful we don't get religious about these things and just think, oh, well, that sounds nice, and then go about live our life never changed by it. This is life-changing authority. That's why we need to teach on these things. We need to meditate on these things. We need, to, we need to meditate on the power that's behind that name. We need to meditate on all the resources that, uh, that Jesus obtained for us through his redemptive work in conquering and spoiling Satan. Because all of that is behind the name. The name represents everything Jesus accomplished. It represents all he is and all he did. It's all in the name. It's all packaged in the name. And the name has been given to you and me. Because Jesus said, whatever you demand in my name, whatever you require in my name. Require, you know, we, we get the word requisition from that. I, I heard someone one time said they worked for a company where they, they had such a position that they, if they put in a requisition, that company had to move heaven and earth to get it for them because they were so, so important to the company. And what if they needed it, they said the company has to get it for them. That person had this kind of position in a company. So he would fill out a requisition, and it's like, boom, they did everything they, they had, they did everything necessary. If they had to go to another plant, you know, in another city and get emergency, you know, uh, order for it, they would get it to him by the end of the day because of his position. He could make a requisition. See, the requisition meant you're accessing what's already in stock. What's already on deposit. It's already been, it's already been credited to him. He has a right, a legal right, to make requisition in that company for that. Well, guess what? You and I have been given legal rights to make requisitions. We can tell the devil, get off my lawn. You know, Get out of my child's body. We, I'm just, this is, this is the truth. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, we have to preach these things till they dawn on us. Till our heart goes, uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Because sometimes this stuff goes right through our minds, you know. Oh, isn't that neat? Yeah, that's great. Then we go. Then we then we get out in the car and say, "I don't know how I'm going to get by. <laughs> I don't know why I'm going to make it this this month." I, uh, you've got a name. It's been bequeathed to you. You've been authorized to use it. If you're born again, you're under the blood. You, you've been washed in the blood of Jesus. You're authorized to use the name that's above every name, and every name has to bow to that name if we believe it. Because I want you to notice something else from Acts 3. Let's look ahead for a few verses here. Because remember Peter demanded that guy get up and walk in the name of Jesus. Then he had to explain some things to everybody why that miracle happened. Acts 3, I think it's verse 11. Go ahead and put that, 11 and 12. And then verse 16 says, Now the lame man who was healed held on to, held on to Peter and John. He latched on to them after this miracle. you know. And all the people ran together to them in the porch, which is called Solomon's, greatly amazed. So Peter saw it. He responded to the people, men of Israel, why do you marvel at this? 
or looks, why are you looking intently at us? They're saying, it's not us. Listen, it's not you. You know, it wasn't Moses when he, he, he raised that rod and the Red Sea parted. It wasn't Moses. Moses would have said the same thing. It ain't me. It's the rod. See, Moses' rod is like the name of Jesus in your mouth. See, why are you marveling at this? Why are you looking at me as the by my power or godliness this man is now walking? Verse 16. Look at verse 16. It's his name. This is how he concluded this. He said, in his name. Through faith in his name. Not just using their name like a rabbit's foot or something. Not just throwing a name out there hoping something will happen. It's his name through faith. That means we need to be believing in the name. Faith comes by what? Hearing. Hearing by the word of God. We need to hear about our authority. Hear about what's behind that name. Hear about, we need to be hearing these things. It's faith in his name that's made this man strong. Glory to God. Glory to God. This name gives us authority. It gives us authority over sickness and disease. It gives us authority over the devil. Demonic activity, demonic oppression. You, we, you know, we've been given authority over that. When the devil tries to come, uh, you know, again, that goes back to what, you know, Jesus said in Mark, Mark 16, you know, you, in my name, you believe in my name, you'll have authority over the devil. You'll cast out devils. You'll have authority over the devil. I can, I can think of several instances. I remember I, I shared this with uh, just a few. My, with my son, Paul, when one time in, in junior high, he, I, I, uh, he came back from school one day, and you know, I picked him up from school or whatever, and he said, Dad, there's this guy that keeps harassing me every day. And he said, it's just like he goes out of his way. He just It was something that, uh, and it was wearing on him a little bit. I, you know, obviously, after a while, it was just, it was, it was a, it was kind of a bully situation, but it was even more than that because my spirit, I, I, it rose up in my spirit. That's not, uh, you need to take authority over that. It's not just, you know, sometimes kids will do stupid stuff with kids because they're, they're kids. And they can do a little bullying. And I'm not saying you got to do this in every situation, but I recognize by the Holy Spirit, this was more than that. See, the devil will try to get to a minister sometime through his children. I've seen this with other ministers, and ministers need to know how to take authority over this. I've talked to guys about this. When the devil tries to mess with their kids because it's harassing the ministry. He's trying to hurt the minister ultimately. Because when your kid's bothered, it bothers you, right? And so, but it, and it was going on and on day after day, and he just put, you know, do, do things, take stuff from him, uh, harassing him. And, I, and on the inside, the Lord said, take authority over that. So I, I, I took him to school one day, and, I, and, and on, on the way I said, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to let you know I'm taking authority over this in the name of Jesus. And I, and I did right there in front of him. I said, in the name of Jesus, this harassing spirit that's influencing this boy will not be able to continue to do that to you in Jesus' name. Well, I didn't even think about it much after that. I mean, then days later, I... I just asked, I thought of it again. I picked Paul up from school. I said, oh, has that kid been bothering you anymore? He said, no, he acts like I don't even exist anymore. I had a man, I've had a situation where I had somebody threaten my life since I've been pastoring. 
Somebody gave me a phone call, said, I'm going to come over here and I'm going to, and they threatened me. They said, I'm going to beat you up. I'm going to, you know, if somebody that the enemy had deceived them and they were just in, you know, they were listening. I knew it was a demonic thing. It wasn't just somebody just acting in the flesh there. Now they opened the door to that, but they, but they threatened me and said, they're going to come over and do something to me. And, and right there, I knew, I said, no, after I got off the phone, you know, with them. You try to reason for a moment with me, and you realize, no, this is, this is, they're being oppressed by a demon. And I, uh, and I, so I took authority over that, took authority over that in the name of Jesus. I've done that more than once in different situations like that, similar. And in each case, it just stopped because the, the evil spirit was bound. Why? Because I have authority. Ladies, you don't have to fear some Guy trying to, you know, attack you, rape you. You have something that's mightier. I don't, listen, if you need to learn self-defense, carry a gun, I'm all for it. But you've also got something mightier. You don't have to live in fear. I can give you testimonies along those lines of people I know that have used the name of Jesus in situations similar to that. Hallelujah. 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 You ever heard the testimony of Terry Mize? Where he was, had a guy, point, he was a missionary in Mexico. A guy came up to him, robbed him, uh, and, and you know, was going to rob him. And, he, he, and, and Terry Mize, just, he said, just came up at him and said, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. And the guy, tried, he took five shots at him, point blank range. And the bullets all hit the dirt. It scared the guy so bad, he dropped his gun and ran. Because he used the authority of the name of Jesus. Listen, the name of Jesus is greater. It's mighty. Greater than any power, any force, any human force, any demonic force, any natural force. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. And you and I have been given the authority to use that name. And it will do the same thing today that it did in the book of Acts. If so, if it doesn't, then that means the name has changed and lost its power. But his mighty name is the name that everybody's going to bow to, and it's the name that's going to be the greatest name forever, the name above all names forever. So he hadn't lost any of his power. It's just as powerful today as it was 2,000 years ago in the book of Acts. So our hearts need to rise up and grasp these things. Just another scripture here, Matthew chapter 18. Matthew 18, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Is this, is this a Christmas time message? You better believe it is. Because we talk about that babe in the manger, yeah, but that babe had a name. And when that babe grew up, and then conquered the devil. Hallelujah. He turned around and said, my name is now yours, church. I'm giving you my authority. I'm giving you my dominion. I'm giving you the right. I'm giving you power of attorney. I'm giving you the standing legally where you can use the name. Hallelujah. So that what's been ruling over you, you should be ruling over it now. Circumstances dominating you, you get to dominate them now. 
Because that's the way it ought to be for God's kids. Hallelujah. Matthew 18, verse 18. Matthew 18, 18. Assuredly, Jesus said, I say unto you, whatever you bind on earth. See, if there's going to be any binding done, it's got to be by somebody on earth. People are waiting for, oh, God, please do something. God, you know, God said, no, you, you got the binding authority. It's in your, I've given you the authority to do something about it. Wherever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. In other words, heaven responds to what you do. God's waiting on you. It's not supposed to be you waiting on God to do something about what the devil's doing in your life or the, or the disease or the, the thing that's attacking your family, attacking your finances. Hallelujah. Verse 19. Again, I say unto you, if two of you agree on earth, on earth concerning anything they ask, it will be done by them of my Father in heaven. Verse 20. Now look at verse 20. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, notice this, if you're in my name, he's not just talking about having a time where you just, you know, you just come together and you all, and the name of Jesus gets brought up. He's talking about binding and loosing here still and using your authority and two of you coming together to use your authority to bind things and loose things. He said, if you're doing it in my name, don't you love this? I'm there. You can't separate the name from Jesus. If the name is there being used in faith, Jesus is there making sure it comes to pass. Did anybody else see that in verse 20? Glory to God. In my name, I'm there. I'm there where my name is being used in faith. Hallelujah. Why? Because he's there to make sure what you are bound or loosed and and when you use the authority in that name, he's going to make sure it has to come to pass. He guarantees it. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God forevermore. Amen. Aren't you glad Jesus gave us authority in the name of Jesus? He gave us authority in the name of Jesus to walk out his purpose and plan just like Jesus walked out the authority of Adam, we're to walk out the authority of Jesus. Hallelujah. God gave Adam dominion in Genesis 1. Jesus gave us dominion in Matthew 28 and Mark 16 and other places as well. Matthew 18, Luke 10, where he said, you know, I get, behold, I've given you authority to uh, tread on serpents and scorpions. But he connected these things to his name, to his name. You have a name that's above every name. The name of the Lord, Proverbs says, is a strong tower. The righteous run into it. There's, there's something about the name. The name, there's strength, there's power, there's might in the name over anything the enemy can try to bring in your life. You know, I, I, I'll share this example. It's a true story of Charles Spurgeon, the famous English preacher. He shared one time when he was young, younger in his ministry as a pastor, he was uh, called to come to a, 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 a lady had called from who's a member of his church had asked him to come uh, to see her. She was, he found her or saw, found her address. She was living in a little shanty 
uh, you know, a little, a little box, like a box made house, wooden, wooden boxes put together in the poor part of England, in London. And, um, and she was, uh, it was very rundown area. She was malnutritious. She was uh, real thin, uh, close to death, really. And, you know, just, and she was just wanted him to see her before she, before she you know, passed away. And uh, so he's there in the house, and he looks up on the wall uh, and looking around this little shanty, and just she had a few little pictures, and she had a document in a frame on her on the wall, and it was a document, you know, where he it looked kind of unusual. He he asked her about it. He, so she said, "Oh, that was that was given to me by the the lady I was a maid for for almost fifty years, and it was a lady of, of nobility in England." Uh, and so this, and this lady had died, this noble, uh, lady of nobility had died about 10 years before. So she had given this lady, this, this, you know, this beautiful document looking, you know, thing. And, and she put it in a, she, she thought it's so pretty. She put it in a frame and stuck it up on her wall. But that lady had given her this before she died. And so for 10 years, that document's been sitting on the wall and, Spurgeon said, there's something unusual about this. Can I please borrow this? I'd like to go check with someone, check with the authorities about what this may be. And, I, uh, and so she said, sure, yeah, you can have that for now. And uh, so he took it, found out that it was a bequeath. And this is a true story. This is this lady had been uh, the, the, the woman, the, no, the noble woman who had died, the woman of nobility who had passed away she so appreciated this lady had served her for almost 50 years that she gave her a bequeath which uh, but the little woman couldn't read and so but this bequeath gave her a home it gave her uh you know servants it had a couple of servants to live with her to take care of her it gave her enough money to be living very well for the last 10 years that she's been in this little shanty dying of malnutrition with not enough food. And so, I mean, thankfully towards the end, she was able to get a little help, but it was really too late for Spurgeon said, but, um, you know, that's, that's where a lot of people in the church are. (laughs) They've got this beautiful document that sits on the kitchen table or the dining room table or the and they have even different versions of it all over the place. And not even realizing also that this document reveals that there's an access code. There's a key that unlocks and opens every promise and benefit of this new covenant called the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. When, we're, when believers are living in spiritual you know, poverty, mental poverty, physical need, and, 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 and disease and lack and all, all kind of oppression of the enemy, not realizing all the time <laughs> uh, there's been something hanging on the wall. See, that woman didn't know she was rich already. She was wealthy but didn't know it. So many Christians are wealthy, but don't know it. 
See, we need to begin right where we are. You can't, I know you can't, we can't always, we can't change the past, but we can certainly jump right in the middle of what God's, God's revelation has given us right now and start changing things now. You can start changing things for your tomorrow. You can start accessing favor, blessing. You can start using the name against things that are trying to steal, kill, and destroy in your life. It works. It's true. It's right. I've, I've, this has been reality in my life. But the Lord had to remind me again of some things because the church and our church, we've got, we need to be, this is part of fulfilling the Great Commission. We need to be getting other people set free in the name, through the name. We need to get bold in the name. But this has to become something we know. We got to be like Peter, such as I have. So you got to know you have something. Or you'll just say, well, I hope everything works out all right. I'll pray for you. The will of the Lord be done. God's in control. Everything happens for a reason. Nah, 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 nah. All the little religious phrases you want to use. But, when, but God wants us being in those situations where we say, such as I have. I got something for you. I got something for you. Now, those people, ultimately, everybody's got to grow up and learn for themselves how to use the name. But there's some people God wants us to help that don't know anything about the power of God, don't know anything, that, that, that don't have a clue about what's available and what God will do for them, how much God loves them and how much he wants for them. And God's commissioned us to take this name and access some blessings for people and help them learn that now they can rise up and change their circumstances in life. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. And it's not you, it's not me. It's like the rod in Mo, for Moses. It wasn't Moses, it was the rod. It's not us, it's the name. And we can depend on it. We can put all our weight on it because God knows how to back his name up. He knows how to back up the name of Jesus. He, he gave him a name above every name. He knows how to back it because deity's behind it. Listen, the, weak, the weakest child of God has a legal right now to all the might, all the power, all the blessing, all the healing, all the provision, all the life that's, in, that's enwrapped in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ and therefore in his name. Whatever you can attribute to the person of Jesus, you have a legal right now to use that name to access anything that's in the person. We have that right. We have that authority. And there's no power on earth or in hell that can keep it from coming to pass for you and me. Nothing can stop it. Hallelujah. See, some of these things need to sink in though, don't they? Because some of you are still looking at me like a cow at a new gate. A dog at a new food bowl. Just kind of, oh yeah. Listen, we've all been there, right? We're all there. I'm, not, I'm not picking on anybody here. This, hallelujah. But see, some of these things need to go off on the inside of us. 
I've been meditating on this for weeks. I, I, do, I do other messages sometimes, but I, I, keep, I keep some back burner meditation going on because I know God's got something he wants me to share on again. So I keep it on the back burner meditation. I meditate different things. You know, part of a day I meditate on, on one thing, but this has been with me for weeks because I know the Lord's talking to me. And he's saying, in fact, I woke up one morning, he said, it just came up in me. And I, I try to be careful about these things. I don't want to say the Lord told me. You know, I, but I will say, honestly, what happened, it just came up in me. He said, make much of, my, make much of the name. And I knew right then, I knew the Lord was, in one sense was, was cr- kind of correcting me a little bit in the sense of I've, I've let some things slip along those lines that I need to be accessing that name and using that name and, 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 and strengthening my strengthening that revelation again. Because sometimes you can let some things slip a little bit. Even as a preacher, yeah, yeah. You just knows you're not staying where you need to be. And not everybody, maybe the Lord's not, it's not going to be the same for everybody. But, uh, but I know that I have to, certain things I need to keep a, a strong revelation of. And I kind of let that maybe get a little lighter than it should be. But I've, I'm taking it to heart. So you may hear more about this next year. <laughs> And whether it's a Wednesday night series at some point or, or just some things I do more on Sunday morning. Or just, in other words, our, this is something important is our authority. Because you're going to need to, uh, listen, in the last days, and some of the things that are still coming into the earth, the church has got to be rising up. And part of that is rising up in authority for you and your family. Because there are going to be other families falling to the wayside. I'm just going to be honest with you. Even Christians missing out. Because they're clinging to traditions, religious opinions, and it's going to cost them. I don't say that with any pleasure. But I know of individuals that have gone a certain route. They've embraced certain things. And they still call it church. But there's, there are truths that the church, the body of Christ, needs to be strong in. And at least for our church. I can't say, for, I'm not going to put it on everybody else. I just know certain things God wants us strong in. Hallelujah. Ah, uh, so important, so important right now. In the days to come, in the weeks to come, in the times to come. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you for the victory we have. Thank you for the authority we have. Oh, shalamakaskilamanekete. Oh, yes, yes, yes. There's things coming, things coming. Yeah, that have to be. Yeah, we have to rise up. We have to rise up. We have to rise up. I know we do. I know we do. Some of those things I know can't be changed. There are things that can't be changed. There are things that must come to pass. The fulfillment of prophecy in this hour. 
But there are things, there are things, circumstances, pathways that can and will be changed for those who arise up in the dominion that's been given unto them. But you must walk in and walk in these things circumspectly. Walk in these things with an expectation. Walk in these things with a reverence. A reverence of walking with the Lord, but a reverence of also allowing his word to have his place in your consciousness. Then things will begin to work as they should. Then paths will open up that have been closed. Then doorways will open that have been shut tight. And you've wondered, why is this not coming to pass? But you'll not have to worry or fear or doubt when you've walked in the power and the authority that's been given to you in this hour and time. You'll see the hand of the Lord. You'll see the goodness of the Lord. You'll see his preparation for you and things that you'll just step right into. And you'll not have to wonder anymore, but you'll say, yes, the Lord had a plan and he did it. But he did it because you've taken your place and you've walked in his word and you've risen up in the authority that's been given to you. So rise up in the knowledge of the name of Jesus. Be secure in what that name has done for you and says about you. And surely you'll be those who live in that realm of the glory of God. And the plan and purpose of God in this hour, where those that walk in darkness shall suffer, suffer things they should not, but those who walk in the light will enjoy the blessings that will flow to you who've taken your place in my word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Everybody stand up. Praise the Lord. I, I saw myself doing this in prayer the other day. I saw myself, some of you have things in your life before we go here. Hallelujah. <laughs> before we go, some of you have some things that it's like, a, it's like Goliath staring you in the face. I just saw, that's where that scripture, I, I thought of that scripture with David saying in the name of the Lord. I come to you in the name of the Lord and the, and the Lord of hosts. Some of you need to take your stand right now in the name and be bold concerning that Goliath that's facing you. And it's something I'll agree with you, but I can't do it all for you. If you're online, God wants you taking that name. You've heard the word this morning. You have at least a measure of faith has risen, right? It can get stronger, but right now some of you need to just act on that. And, and take your stand right now in the name of Jesus. So you can follow me in this prayer. You can just speak this or just speak it from your heart along these same lines. But let's address that Goliath can be in your body. It can be in your finances. It can be uh, you know, in, in your family. It, it can be in your mind where oppression or whatever darkness has tried to you know, come in and oppress you. No, we're, we're going to use the authority of the name of Jesus right now. 
And we're going to demand. We're going to require. We're not praying right now. We're going to speak to some things. There's a time to speak to some things and speak your authority in faith. So I'm going to, I'm going to speak. You can agree with it. You can hook up with it. You can use your voice with it. But let's speak to that Goliath right now in the name of Jesus. We come against this. We come against this Goliath. We come against this giant. I come against this disease. I come against this lack. I come against this mountain. And in the name of Jesus, you must leave. You must cease. Be gone. You must desist in your operations against me. In the name of Jesus. Now let's praise him for it and thank him for it. Thank him that you're, you have the victory. Thank him that you're free. Thank him that he, <laughs> the word is true. And the name of Jesus brought the victory. Thank you, Father, for the name. Thank you for the name. Praise the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for healings. Thank you for miracles. Thank you, Father, for setting captives free. In the name of Jesus today. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Now, you may be thinking, well, I I don't see a change. I haven't felt a change. Don't worry about that. The name is bigger. It's bigger than what you feel. It's It's bigger. It's greater. It's mighty. It must come to pass. Don't get moved by time or seconds or minutes or a watch. Don't get moved by that. You took your stand today. You exercise your dominion today, your authority today. You stand on that. And keep thanking God that it's done. Keep thanking God it's done. Keep thanking God you're whole. Keep thanking God the devil's defeated. Keep thanking God that giant's out of the way. Either this works or it doesn't. I believe it does. And it'll work for those that believe it. It works for those that'll believe this. Amen? It's not based on emotion, not based on hoop and holler. It's based on legal rights given to us from heaven, authorized by the name above every name, the name that we're called with. You've been called by that name, Ephesians 3 says. We're in that name. We have the victory of that name every day available to us. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. You can be saved in that name, delivered, healed, and free in that name. Thank God for the name. It's mighty. Everybody say it's mighty. And it's mighty for me. Amen, amen, amen. Praise God. Listen, if something happened to you, those online, if something, if you see a change and you prayed that, you spoke that out in faith this morning, once you get a manifestation of that, I want you to let us know, please. Let us know. Call the church. Email. Let us know. I'm, believe, I'm, I'm expecting some miracles from this.